Hello, Eagle listeners. I am Jesse, and today we have Mr. Underwood with us to answer some questions about his career in marketing. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Underwood. What type of responsibilities do you have in your job? All right, so I work for uh, the marketing department, and I am over the engagement area, which means I communicate all of the maintenance and certification uh, to our different certificates so that they can keep their uh, credentials. What are credentials? Okay, so um, my company is a medical testing company. So what we do is we actually um, come up with tests to make sure that people know what they're talking about. Because if you get injured or there's a lady having a baby or something like that, we, we deal with sonography. So you need to know how to use the equipment. You need to know how to analyze the data. You need to know how to react to different things as you're looking at um, a set of images. And so um, what I do is communicate to the different specialties. So they can get certified in a lot of different things. There's some for abdomen, which is, you know, your stomach area. There's some for OB, which is pretty much for women. We have... um, you know, we have one of our most popular ones right now is actually MSK, which is musculoskeletal. And so a lot of people are getting that credential both on the doctor side and on the sonographer side. Do you guys make medicines for the thing or, or write them in a book to tell other people? We do not make medicine. What we do is come up with the tests to make sure that people you know, know what they're talking about. People um, in this field go to a school, so they do go through a university-type training program, but we're the body that certifies, yes, they know what they're talking about. Kind of like, you know, at the end of the year, you have to take your milestones or whatever it is, showing that, yes, you know, and you're good to move up to the next grade. It's similar type situation, only this is for people's um, jobs. And it works out well, because if you go to the doctor or the hospital, you want to make sure the person looking at you knows what they're talking about, right? So how long did it take for you to become a manager? All right. So I um, am a little bit of an anomaly. Um, I do not like to take much direction. I like to give it. Um, So when I was 18, I became a supervisor, and I went into management when I was 21. Um, And so I've been a manager for over 15 years. What is the hardest thing about your job? Being in marketing, um, a lot of times you have to come up with new ideas and and new ways of communicating and new ways of approaching different situations. Uh, So the most challenging thing is to come up with new content and new and innovative ways, not only to communicate something that someone has to do, but do it in a fun way and explain to them that, hey, this is for your betterment, but also for the whole field. Um, And so that no one really wants to do extra work. You know, no one ever gets home and says, yes, I want to do homework. But, you know, the the field of medicine is always changing. Technology is changing. The methods in which we do things are changing. And so it's important for people to make sure they're they're staying on top of uh, the new trends 
the new practices and the new equipment. Did you have to take any extra classes during school? Uh, I did not. Um, yet again, uh, school was relatively easy for me. Um, I did go through a master's program, um, but that was while I was working like 50 hours a week and I got bored. So. <laughs> what is the master program and how does the master program take? Okay, so my, my bachelor's was in business management and I always knew I wanted to go into business. Um, and I, I was a natural leader, so it just it was a good fit. So I decided to go back and get my master's in business administration, which all that does is take a deeper dive into a lot of the things that you may have already learned about. For instance, uh, I learned a little bit about finance and economics, right? But in my master's program, I went in further and did international economics. Um, so it was very more specialized, a little bit deeper dive um, to get more information on, on what it was. And then uh, also took extra class because uh, I, I did a lot of recruiting in some of my previous roles. And so I, I went and got uh, HR certification as well. What's economics? Okay. Economics is basically the, the study of business and uh, commerce. So buying and selling of goods and, and how that impacts uh, businesses, individuals, and economies. How hard is your job? Different aspects of it are harder than others, but uh, I'm, I'm very uh, happy in this role uh, because it allows me to be balanced. Um, there are challenging times, a, a lot of pressure, uh, towards the end of the year for me because one of my programs is renewals and it is 40% of the entire organization's budget. So a lot of pressure to make sure that happens right. Um, and you know, I've been doing it for a what, couple years now. So what's renewals? a renewal. Yeah, okay. So a renewal is something, uh, that you have to pay at a regular, uh, regular intervals in order to maintain something, right? So for my organization, it's to maintain their certification, right? They have to pay the renewal. It helps us fund to do the research, the planning, the testing, all of those things so that we can stay on track because, you know, the test from 20 years ago, because the company's been around since the 60s, um, is going to look vastly different than the test you took two weeks ago. And so it takes money to stay on top of those things. What type of what types of thing do, things do you sell? So we sell uh, certifications uh, is, is what it is. So if someone wants that they're in ultrasound, but they want to show to the world that, hey, I know what I'm talking about. I am credentialed. Pay me more money. Um, those types of things, they'll come and get our certifications and they're not limited to one. So we have some that have uh, a certification in, in or a specialty in abdomen and OB and the, the musculoskeletal, even in uh, vascular, which is more like veins and heart type stuff. So they want you to post ads about it? Uh, I don't post the ads. Uh, I have other colleagues that, that sell to everyone else. So in our department in marketing, there's what I refer to as, as leaky bucket uh, marketing, okay? So if you have a bucket with a hole in it, right? Mm -hmm. 
how do you keep the bucket full? You put more water in it or you plug the bottom, right? So less people fall out. My job is to plug the hole. The other marketing people's job is to add more water so that we can get a bigger bucket. Do you have breaks on the weekends or lunchtime? Yes. Uh, so I um, can work uh, a flexible schedule, uh, which is nice because um, we are an international organization. So we've got people that I have colleagues. My boss is in Colorado. I have a lot of people in the D.C. area. And we even have uh, a guy in Costa Rica and a lady that lives in Georgia, the country, not the state. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we get to take breaks regularly. And it's actually encouraged uh, by our CEO because he wants us to stay focused and, you know, take those breaks throughout the day. Um, and unless it's super business critical, we don't operate on the weekends, except maybe a couple times for a conference. Mm. Are you required to wear a suit? I am not. In, in past roles, um, I have, but mainly when doing speaking engagements or uh, in the past, I actually got to go with delegations to meet with uh, congressmen and senators. Um, and so I did wear a suit to those. What time do you have to wake up for your job? Uh, so there's there's two different times of the year, right? So there's when my kids are in school and when they're not. So when they're in school, uh, I, I wake up usually around 6.45 uh, to wake up, get everything ready, because I drop the oldest two off at middle school, um, and I get back home in time to get to work at 8.30. It is nice because I can I don't really have to get ready very much. Uh, I can wear athletic clothes and Crocs if I want. So it's wonderful. When the kids are out of school, there may have been a time or two where I rolled out of bed at 8.05 and had my coffee and sat down and was ready to work at 8.30 in the morning. Um, who is the owner of your business? So we're a, a nonprofit certification organization. Um, so what that means is that we don't have an actual owner. We are run by an elected board of directors. So you ask, well, what is a board of directors? It's a bunch of people that are voted in that are experts in the field um, to help run an organization. The board kind of helps lead and guide the trajectory of the organization, um, and they have direct influence with our CEO, um, which kind of outlines uh, where we want to take the organization. So you're the CEO? Not yet. No, our CEO, he's a, uh, he's a good guy. He's been uh, with the organization since the early two thousands and, and he's been, been the CEO for about 18 years. So he's, he's a good dude. Okay. What is the funnest thing to do at your job? Our job's a little bit different because we're, we moved after COVID to a hundred percent remote. So the landscape of being in a remote setting versus coming to the office every day, there's different ways in which you can collaborate, right? Because I can't just poke my head in my boss's office and say, hey, how you doing today? You know what I mean? So um, what they do is we do periodic things uh, throughout the year, um, not even work related, just to bring everyone together and have a good time. 
So uh, one of the fun things that we did one time is they shipped out canvases to everyone, paint and everything, and we all did one of those painting instruction things over Zoom, and uh, it was pretty neat. Um, it is in my basement on the way to the pool. It is a landscape of a sunset with a guy fishing in a boat. What do you mean by 100% remote? Uh, 100% remote means that we do have an office um, and a physical location, but people that work there are not required to go into the office every day. So my office is actually in... Um, Rockville, Maryland, which is outside of D.C. So, have I been to the office? Yes. Yes, I have. Once. <laughs> but that was because we were wanting to, um, like I said, collaborate, and we brought my whole team together, and everyone came and met at the office for a couple days, and then we flew back. So, remote just means we don't go into a physical office every day. We operate through... Zoom and different project management platforms and, and things of that nature. What is the easiest thing to do at your job? The easiest thing to do at my job is to clock out. That's the easiest thing. <laughs> Who taught you how to do your job or what type of education do you need for your job? All right, so I am in what you would call a mid-senior level role. Um, and what that means is that I manage. I don't necessarily have to do everything in the job. Now, I am the type of person I want to know how to do everything in the job. So even though I have a coordinator that does a lot of the things for me, I still want to know how to do it. So I do. But a lot of the things you learn uh, in my role, you learn with experience over time. Um, but as far as the day-to-day -day things go, um, I did go through a training program with uh, a coordinator that was at the job just so I'd know how to work the, you know, our, our email system, our phone system, all, all of that stuff. Um, and then uh, with project manager person to know how to use our project management platform. So... I know all this sounds like Greek, but basically there's a lot of programs and systems you have to use. And so the job doesn't really change from one organization to the other as far as marketing goes. What does change is the people and the systems you use. So once you familiarize yourself with the systems and know who to go to, you're golden. Okay. How important is the company that you're working at? I would say that we are vitally important for a couple reasons. Uh, number one, we've been the gold standard in ultrasound and sonography certification for going on 50 years. Um, we have the knowledge, we have the resources, um, not only to make sure that people are qualified to do the jobs they're doing, but one of the things that we've, um, we've embraced in the past couple years has been our, uh, one of our grand challenges for the organization, which is to help give medical access, um, to people worldwide that may not otherwise have it. So one of the things that we launched, um, we call it POCUS, but it's point of care ultrasound, which are machines that are portable. Instead of just having the big machines you see at the hospital, you have to roll out. It's one that like a guy in an ambulance would have. Or if you're in Africa, 
you know, they have it charged up, they do that, or you're in South America in the in the jungle type area, you know, you can bring it with you and, and help give, you know, meaningful health care to individuals that may not otherwise have access. Um, and so I would say globally, uh, in that respect, um, we're hoping to see a great, uh, great turnaround uh, and a great uh, partnership, um, especially uh, in Africa. We, we partnered with uh, one of their organizations in Nigeria to help just spread awareness and certification uh, in ultrasound in those areas. What did you partner up with? What company did you partner up with from Africa? I don't know off the top of my head. It is on our website, though. <laughs> so, um, but it's it it's a medical um, a medical association in Africa, uh, and we're providing a lot of the knowledge and the uh, and the know how of how to train people to use the portable devices so that you can get things like uh, infant mortality um, and, and stuff like that down in those areas. I don't I don't understand what infant mortality is. Uh, infant mortality is a nice way of saying uh, babies that don't make it. What is the average salary? All right. So someone in my field at mid-senior level, you can expect to make between, right now, probably seventy-five and $130,000 a year. Wow. Well, Thank you, Mr. Underwood, for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. for listening to today's episode in our career week series we'll be seeing you again next time for another great episode of mckinsey elementary presents eagle talk